Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southernness to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's go. Another week of the Super Talk Eagle Hour on your Super Talk radio station in your community, online, wherever you're tuned in. We're glad to have you with us. And uh, we've got a full show today. David Eckert from the Hattiesburg America is going to be joining us here in just a moment to talk a little football. We've got two members and the coach of the cross country women's cross country team that won the Sun Belt Conference Championship. Over the weekend, they're in the studio with us. Looking forward to that. We'll have Lee Roberts later on the show as well. Opening segment sponsored by Dickey's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of the Eagle Hour. Proud supporters of Southern Miss Sports. And we're broadcasting today from the Southern Bank Core Studio here in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Let's get right to it. David Eckert, writer for the Hattiesburg America, doing a fantastic job, uh, as we've talked about throughout the year. And, uh, David, before we get started on the Louisiana and upcoming Georgia State. Pretty good announcement about Coastal Carolina. Another nationally televised game coming up for the Golden Eagles. Yeah, that's big, right? I mean, that's that's why they, they made the move to the Sun Belt. You know, it, it, it provides that platform uh, with, with ESPN, the, the worldwide leader, as we say, uh, for better or for worse. And, you know, that's, that's huge, right? Uh, you know, if, if you end up, if you go there, and you, you win that game, or if you're competitive in that game, people are going to see it. So uh, right. definitely it, really important. And it was announced earlier this morning that that game against Coastal Carolina uh, there, scheduled for Saturday, November 12th, will be a 6.30 p.m. start. 6.30 p.m., the Eagles against the Chanticleers, and that will be on ESPNU. All right, David, let's go back to Thursday night, a few days uh, removed, but uh, clearly the most exciting uh the most exciting game of the year, as a guy that's been coming to the Rock for a long time, uh, I'll have to tell you, it's been quite some time since there was that much energy and excitement. Uh, it was just a lot of fun and a great outcome, wasn't it? It was, and you know, Southern Miss played a little offense for us, so you know that that was that was fun too. Um, but yeah, you know, you, we were talking off air a little bit about it, and. You know, I think that is one of, if not the most enjoyable game um, from a neutral perspective, both, I guess, um, you know, the football being played and, and, and the atmosphere. I really had a lot of fun covering it. And it was great to see the Rock jumping because, you know, again, those those week weeknight games, I know that they're a big deal for for us and, you know, it's on ESPN too. But, but the reality of it is that if you don't live in Hattiesburg, if, if you're not – you know, local, then that's a difficult game to get to. 
So right. I thought the Southern Miss Athletic Department did a really good job ensuring that they, they took the right measures to, to get people in for the game. You know, they were giving away some tickets to faculty and staff. Um, they had the big student section, um, you know, some giveaways there. I just thought it was really well put together. It's tough. Uh, the couple that was sitting with us, uh, good friends of ours, uh, he had to be at work at 5 o'clock the next morning. So, you know, it was, it was, a, it was a sacrifice in, in some ways uh, for them uh, to come to the football game. All right, so up next, Saturday afternoon game, first afternoon game of the year. Not a big fan of that, as I told you, but uh, no, no one checked with me before they scheduled that. Uh, Georgia State uh, should be should be a winnable game for the Golden Eagles, and dare I say, the sixth win of the season. Yeah, I was a little surprised. Um, that game opened as a pick'em, um, and and in one of the sports books, and I think another one had Southern Miss as a slight favorite, um, which is kind of what I was expecting, but. Yeah, winnable game. You know, you, you you get any time. Look, we know Georgia State's probably a little bit better, a little bit better than their uh, three and five record. Um, but any time you get a team that's under five hundred uh, coming into your place, that's that's a game that you would like to win, right? So, um, you know, and obviously the the bowl eligibility thing looms large. And I think if you're Southern Miss, you want to get that done now, right? Because if you don't. Then all of a sudden, you know, you're going too coastal. That's not going to be an easy game to win. If you're asking me now, you know, I think probably a pretty safe bet that they lose that one. And then if you don't have it done, you're staring at home against South Alabama, and then you've got to go on the road to, to ULM to end the, game, to end the season. So you just, you just want to get it done now. You don't want to have the drama, have the pressure. So I think it's a big game in that, that way. That, that's a great point. Get it out of the way come Saturday. What, what scares you a little bit about this Georgia State team is they're really mirroring the Eagles. You know, kind of a slow start. They've really – they've got a lot where the Eagles are playing mostly freshmen and sophomores. you got a Panther team that's mostly juniors and seniors. But they're really hitting their stride right now. And what they did to Old Dominion, they really just kind of played with Old Dominion, not literally, but kind of figuratively, just kind of – toyed with Old Dominion. They were clearly the better team on Saturday. So Georgia State really coming into its own the same time the Eagles are. So beware of this this Panther team coming in here Saturday afternoon. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and they kind of did something similar last year, right? They, I think they lost four of their first five, and then they, they won all of their remaining games except the close game at Louisiana, who went on to win the conference. So, um, Maybe that's their MO. I'm not sure. But, you know, this, this, was a, this was a team that we thought would all be, or I thought anyway, would be competing in the East, and they're not. So they, I think they have the pieces, for whatever reason, it hasn't really clicked. If it's starting to, then, then they become dangerous, no doubt. Yeah, the Eagles are clearly playing much better football. Uh, you know, I don't know how you could play much better football than they have defensively all year, but you see the offense now, as you mentioned, David, starting to play a little bit. The other thing that the Eagles have kind of been overall pretty fortunate about, obviously two big losses in the linebacking core earlier this year with Swayze Bozeman and Hayes Maples going out. But other than that, and by and large, the Eagles have stayed pretty healthy and you know in this game of attrition in a long season that goes on seemingly goes on and on in football man that is so important and fingers crossed and a lot of that credit can sometimes be given to strength and conditioning uh, that Lance Ancar heads up for Southern Miss but I think that's often an overlooked piece of the puzzle is again by and large the Eagles have stayed pretty healthy 
Yeah, you know, they, they have had a couple, especially lately, right? Your Jacarius Kaskins, um, Eric Scott didn't play for most of the game Thursday. So, but again, you're seeing that when, when, when guys do go down, uh, Bryson Mays, again, Texas State, um, when guys do go down, they're getting adequately replaced. And obviously, I wasn't here for last season, but, you know, it sounds like that was not the case. So, um, it, that's, that's, uh, I guess, a testament to, to the recruiting um, work by, by Joe Moreno and, and Will Hall and, you know, the, the, just the, the roster building that they've done in such a short amount of time that, right, I mean, think about it. Like, Gary Kasten's a really good football player. Um, you know, he's, he's a guy, I think Will Hall said he felt like he was one of the best players in Conference USA last year. They just couldn't get on the ball. He goes down, and here's Ty Mims stepping right into the same position, having – you know, two or three awesome games, and he's just this electrifying presence. So, uh, you know, the, I, I think that lately maybe that injury that injury bug has started to, to catch up with them a little bit, but they've been able to replace, and I think that's important. All right, David, same formula I'm going to assume for Saturday uh, to win. You play solid defense, you cut down on the turnovers, and you run the football. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's what this is going to be, you know. I mean – they, they are going to play coin flips from here on out, you know. Um, I thought uh, they, were, they were better offensively in, in the giveaway area. Um, that, that Frank Gore one is, was really bad. You can't fumble um, in the shadow of your own end zone up two scores with three minutes left like Frank Gore did, but didn't matter. Um, but hey, two is an improvement based on what they've been doing. Um, <laughs> right. And you know, for for the majority of the game, they they were pretty good. So right. that's again really the key to me is if they can just get it to like one a game, they're they're going to win three out of four, I think. Right. To to close out this 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 season, if they can get their turnover uh, their turnover numbers down, and on the other side, they got those explosive turnover plays from their defense. You know, another defensive touchdown. So um, that, to me, is, is the formula. And just, you know, run the ball, keep keep playing awesome on defense. It doesn't really seem to matter who they're playing against that defense. And, and we looked at that, that magic number offensively. 21 or 24 points should be enough. Yeah. All right, David, we always yep. appreciate your uh, input uh, on the show. Uh, look forward to uh, hearing what you have to say Monday. Real quickly, going to be interviewing uh, Malik Shorts tomorrow in uh, practice, and the question of the of the week had to be how did the how did the quarterback catch him, David? That just <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you guys ask him that one. I can't me. wait to ask him that. I can't wait. Oh, All right. Yeah, he'll be thrilled to answer it. You know. All right, David, we appreciate you, man. David Eckert, everybody from the Hattiesburg American, joins us every Monday on the Super Talk Eagle Hour, and uh, we'll have him on the show again next week. All right, coming up, another track and field championship. Women's Cross Country wins the Sunbelt Conference Championship this weekend. We've got two of the athletes and their coach coming up next on the Eagle Hour.
Southern Miss to the top. All right, I want to thank uh, David Eckert from the Hattiesburg American for joining us. Still to come, Lee Roberts, a color analyst for football. Rod Davis, one of the great NFL players and uh, to come out of Southern Miss and one of the great all-time Southern Miss linebackers on the show tomorrow. And uh, a really iconic name, John Thompson, former defensive coordinator, will be on the show Friday as uh, that 97 football team comes into town to uh, celebrate uh, their 25th anniversary of winning the Liberty Bowl against Pittsburgh, hard to believe. All right, Eagle Hour podcast can be heard every day on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. This segment is sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. Great place to buy your Southern Miss apparel. Track and field did it again this weekend. It was the ladies' cross-country team that goes and wins the Sunbelt Cross-Country Championship. And uh, so we've got uh, two members of the track team. We're going to start, though, first with Coach Nick Gibson. Congratulations, Coach. Uh, quite a way to enter the Sunbelt. Thank you. Yeah, it was a very fun time. I mean, you know, we knew we were moving into the Sunbelt, and we wanted to make a splash. Apparently you did. Kind of describe what happened. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was the goal that, you know, whenever, you know, recruiting these athletes and, you know, having the athletes on the team, you know, this was our goal, you know, starting from last year when we knew we were making the transition in that, you know, we wanted to go in and try to win right away. Um, so, I mean, I, I mean, I put all the, you know, credit to them and, you know, they're the ones that put in all the miles over the summer and, you know, trained really hard and, you know, they put in all the work. Whereas, you know, for me, I just kind of stand there and just, you know, watch them run. Um, where they're the ones actually putting in the hard work and you know doing everything, and you know obviously they it worked out really well for them. No question, great, great, great news when we got that Saturday night. All right, Carlin Beal is with us and Smilla Cobb and Carlin. We'll start with you. Uh, she's from Mandeville, Louisiana. The only young woman from Louisiana has ever told me they were an Atlanta Falcons fan. How did that happen, Carlin? You know that's just not true. <laughs> <laughs> So you were a fighting skipper in high school. Tell us how the road to Southern Miss and how you got to Hattiesburg, Carla. Um, so in high school, I was pretty good. It wasn't hard to be good in high school. In Louisiana, distance isn't our strong suit. Um, but my senior year, I actually didn't do as well as I wanted to. My junior year, I performed really well, got second in state. Senior year, didn't perform as well, and I knew I kind of wasn't done. Um, running, I had more to prove to myself and to others. So I decided to start looking at schools to run at. Southern Miss reached out to me at the time. We had a different coach. His name was Coach Kent. Um, and he reached out to me, and I shrugged it off completely. I did not want to go to Southern Miss. I thought going to Mississippi was silly. Um, and then I actually went on a tour here and ate my words and absolutely love it here now. And you mentioned that different conferences – in their conference uh, cross-country finals, run different distances. Mm-hmm. Conference USA was different than Sunbelt. How, Carl? Um, so, yeah, we'll run 5Ks and 6Ks throughout the year. Um, it changes depending on the course, who's hosting it, things like that. Uh, but the conference race, um, it kind of just changes. Again, sometimes the course is at different places. It's hosted at different places. So this year we actually got to run a 5K, which I know a lot of our team was really happy about because uh, 6K, adding the extra K can be really difficult sometimes. Um, so it was great running the 5K. Uh, we were able to go a little bit faster, and I think that played um, into our favor. And, and for the record, and for the listeners, uh, Southern Miss does not have a men's cross-country team, but the men do run longer distances. But just the 6K, a little under four miles, that's plenty for me, Bob. That's more than enough for me. Uh, <laughs> Smilla Kalb is from Germany? 
Yes. Now, how did you find your way to Hattiesburg from what part of Germany? From the more the northern part. Uh-huh. Um, Hanover, Bob. Hanover. Hanover. So how did you, you end up in Hattiesburg? Yes, yeah, so I, after finishing high school, I wanted to gain new experiences and had the opportunity to go to the U.S. And then Coach Stewart reached out to me, and then two months later, I was here. So what are your impressions of Mississippi and the U.S.? Oh, I like it. It's very different um, in many aspects, but I really enjoy it here. Yeah, yeah and, and what's unique too, Bob, is that her family's here. Her yeah, family they're here get- right now. Oh, well, that's wonderful, yeah. They, they live here or they're here visiting? They're visiting me. Several years ago, my son was in the military. My wife and I had the opportunity to go spend two weeks in your home country. It is truly one of the most incredible places I have ever seen. And, and what struck me about it is you could be in Munich, Germany, which is like a huge city. And then a day later, you could be, you were almost like you were in a fairy tale with castles and yeah. rolling landscape. <laughs> truly incredible. Yeah. Yeah, true. Well, we're glad you're here. So your experience here is good. Thank you. And was and was this a? And I don't mean any disrespect when I say this. Was this a surprise that you guys won the the conference championship? Who were who were some of the top dogs that you were going to have to beat, Smell? Um, Arkansas State for sure. And for me, it was the first cross country season ever. I never did it before, so everything was new for me. But it was super nice. So how did you get? How did they get you into the cross-country uh, uniform, so to speak? You said this is your first year of running cross-country. Yeah, it was my coach. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's kind of laughing over here. Bob. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's just for fitness and stuff, it's pretty good. And just to try something new, I'm open for that. So that's how. Now, both of you ladies are on the track team as well. Am I correct? About, so tell us each what you do. So I'm doing the mid-distances, so... Four by four relay, but also mostly 800 meters. I got you. And you, Carla? Um, I run the longer distances in track, so I'm actually running more during track season. I run now, 5K and 10K. Now, when Kelly asked you if that was an upset, I was watching you, and you just shook your head like, what a dumb question. Did he think that was an upset? <laughs> and, um, and we were talking to some football guys here recently who told us that uh, the toughest athletes they ever compete against are athletes from Louisiana. What is it about you people? Um, you know, I don't know. I, I, um, grew up in a really athletic family, I guess personally. I don't really know. I can't speak for other Louisianians, but I grew up in an athletic family and I just had that competitive spirit from the beginning. Uh, I shook my head no, not out of cockiness, but just out of research. As soon as I knew we were going into a different conference, I immediately started looking up other times and, um, just trying to see what I can do to be better and how to beat those other teams. Uh, And we gained a lot of confidence early on. We started our first meet, um, did really well. Second meet, did even better. Um, And so it wasn't cockiness or uh, just thinking that we're going to be better than everyone else. We came in with a lot of respect for the other teams, but um, we also know our skill. Not cockiness, confidence. Let's for sure confidence. confidence now coach you got to be proud of these young women i mean your first year in the sun belt you mm-hmm. go up there and destroy everybody yeah i mean <laughs> i'm very proud of them i mean they've they put in a, a ton of work and, and you know especially you know we've never done it before and you know sometimes that's the hardest thing is winning your first first championship and i mean they've made it look easy and cross um, cross country you guys are uphill downhill some of the young ladies will run in spikes and others won't right nick how does that 
kind yeah, of Yeah, I mean, that's that's more of an athlete's personal preference on what kind of shoe wear they wear. But, I mean, they all wear spikes. I mean, especially with all the new technology they have, everybody's, you know, trying to get the, the best spike they can, you know, that the, you know, so that nobody else has the unfair advantage. Well, you and Coach Stewart are collecting championships like Tom Brady collects Super Bowl rings. My gosh, you guys uh, – Y'all been on quite a run. Well, I'm just trying to catch up to Coach too. He's he has a quite a bit of head start, and you know he's the one that you know made the program where it is, and you know we're just trying to keep it going and you know go along for the ride with him. I mean, he's you know Coach Stu's he's one done of the an, best. He's best done an around. amazing job. He? he has. I mean, and he's one of the you know the greatest people to work with too. I mean, he's yeah, you know, he's a nice. He's so fellow. easy. What do you ladies think about him? Oh, Stu is great. I mean, he tells us from the beginning that he's the nicest coach in the. NCAA, which is true. He really genuinely cares about all his all his uh, athletes, which is great. Yeah. And Smilly, your your English is really good. Are you taught English in Germany? Yeah, in high school. See, that's what I think is amazing. We we barely learn English in high school. <laughs> you know, they got foreign students learning English as long as they're as well as right. their other language. But also, like speaking helps a lot. So. Yeah, it's getting better and better. Every no, semester. I think you're doing great, and you're just a freshman, so you got plenty of time ahead of you yet here. Yeah, you speak better English than a lot of people on there, <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, minute left. What's next, ladies? Um, Track season in the spring, right? We have regionals first. Regionals in two weeks. About uh, we have a couple girls who are going to be fighting to get to nationals, which is really exciting. Um, and then we take a little bit of a break, indoor season, and then outdoor season. Where are nationals this year? Indianapolis. No, Stillwater, Oklahoma. Stillwater, Oklahoma, home of the Ohio, Oklahoma State Cowboys. Yeah. Right. Well, ladies, congratulations to you. It was delightful to have you here in the studio, and uh, we're really proud of the track team. And, and coach, we, you know, we uh, we're big fans of John Stewart and the track program, and uh, we, we're always open uh, to letting people know what a wonderful job all of y'all are doing in a sport that. Young women like this trained as hard as anybody, and they deserve the attention and they deserve the acclimates. Oh, for sure. I mean, these girls train their hearts out all year, and I mean, they deserve every bit of credit they're getting right now. Ladies, it was delightful to meet both of you, and uh, what can I say except congratulations? And can you imagine voluntarily, Bob, running five and six Ks like like there's nothing to, <laughs> nothing to it? Well, they're young. Kelly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, All right. Well, we know better, don't we? Congratulations to these young ladies. When we come back, uh, Lee Roberts joins us. We'll talk, talk a little more football on the other side of the break. Stay with us. All right, 4th Street Bar and Grill sponsors this segment of the Eagle Hour, and we thank them for all that they do. Great place for you to enjoy lunch, Monday through Friday, just $9.95. want to thank uh, track and field coach and uh, cross-country coach Nick Gibson 
along with athletes uh, Carlin Beal and Smilla Cobb for joining us. Congratulations again to the Lady Eagle Cross Country team for winning the Sunbelt Cross Country Championship. That is the way to enter the conference. The super intern, Nathan Lee, is here. He'll be talking to us in the last segment. He was an eyewitness to the Saints actually winning a football game yesterday, so it'll be uh, it'll be good to talk to him. But Lee Roberts witnessed the uh, great win Thursday night by the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. And I uh, also want to say real quickly that just confirmed with Lee, he'll be joining uh, Marshant Kenny and all of us here at the studio Friday, and we're going to have John Thompson, uh, iconic, I think, a defensive coordinator on the show. 97 uh, reunion team, Lee. You guys, um, as Marchant told me last Thursday, heads and heels, the best Southern Miss football team ever. You know, if, if you're asking me, I, I do agree. I know we've had some great teams, obviously, some national championship teams, um, you know, back in the, the 50s. And I think the 2011 team was a really, really good team. I think the, the 99 team was a good team. But, you know, yeah, if you're asking me, I think the 97 team ranks you know, definitely one of the one of the top here in uh, Southern Miss history. And I, think, I, I have to agree. I think Marchant could still play, Lee. My heavens. <laughs> oh, I, I guarantee you. I guarantee you. People ask me if I have any snaps left, and I may have one, but I bet Marchant could put in about 65 <laughs> or 70 in a game. So did, he, did, should be, he should be good to go. Yeah, did you ever do any one-on-one with Marchant, you know, like tackling, blocking drills? No, fortunately, you know, the majority of my time, I, I got to wear a red jersey, so didn't have to do a ton of that. But there, there was a spring. They actually had us live. That was when we were, you know, competing for a starting uh, quarterback job. But uh, mo- most practices, they, they tried to protect us pretty much. And you didn't mind that, did you? You really, you didn't really, you didn't really desire to go one on one with Marshan. I'm guessing. No, there's many guys on that side of the defense. I really did not want to go one on one with. You know, there were times where they'd kind of get a little. Little uh, love shove here and there on me, but it's all uh, it's all fun and games. Good good teammates for sure. <laughs> all right, great game Thursday night. Biggest offensive explosion of the year in the first half. The Golden Eagles could not have played any better. I agree. You know, and that's what Coach Hall. I mean, he he wanted a game where they could come out and like explode early, and they did. And they knew they had some opportunities, you know, to try to take some shots down the field and. You know, I think that's just going to be, you know, part of our game now. I think we have to stretch the field vertically. And, you know, fortunately, there's a couple of times where, you know, Wilkie's able to hit, you know, Brownlee long. Uh, Frank Gore's able to hit Ty Mims long. So a couple of really good passes really sparked the offense. And then, again, you can't say enough about our defense. Man, all, all year long, they've, they've showed up and showed out. And, but, yeah, it was nice to see the offense compliment them, though. The, the X's and O's were obviously, but now, now you work in some confidence. Mm-hmm with this team, and I dare say, the odds makers might say that the Eagles will be underdogs against Coastal and perhaps even South Al, but I would argue that with this infused confidence and offensive competence, all these games the rest of the way are winnable, including an impending bowl game down the road. Yeah. No, I I agree. I mean, and I've told people from the get-go, I said, hey, you know, and I think I've shared with you guys, if we can start 2-2 and at the worst, you know, I think we can do well in the conference, and you know, it might be a game here or so we slip up. But man, yeah, you're looking at five wins right now. Big um, chance to get bowl eligible on Saturday against a really good Georgia State team. You know, but then yeah, then you hit the road. You go to a really good Coastal team. But yeah, to your point, they're all winnable if the Golden Eagles show up and play the way they can play. You know, rather than the teams that they play dictate how they play. So I mean, we've got the talent, we've got the depth, we've got the the skill. 
uh, to go win four more. And I'm, I'm confident we can. Will it happen? Not 100%, but, you know, I'm optimistic for sure. And, and I think, you know, I think part of this, this puzzle, too, is the fact that, and we mentioned this last week, that the defense has been so good and so consistent that you really, on the offensive side of the ball, if, if, you, if you score 21 to 24 points, that should be enough. And I would think that that's, even though the offense is obviously going to strive to score more than that, subconsciously it has to feel pretty good knowing you don't have to put up 40 points in order to win a game. Is that reasonable? No, I, I agree. And, and Coach Hall said after the game on, Saturday, on Thursday, rather, that you know, he got a little conservative in play calling. You know, we're up 29 to 11 at the half. And, you know, we didn't put up any points in the third quarter, and, but we won the fourth quarter. Um, you know, so you got to, again, say, hey, there's a lot of great things this team's doing. But, yeah, did did get a little conservative. You know, was that kind of the mindset? Not sure. But, again, I think it's because our defense is so good. And, yeah, they scored 24 points on us. But, you know, offensively, we were able to put up more than that and pick up the win. But, Defensively, we have been strong, and it has to give our whole team confidence. A couple of easy stats to overlook. The Golden Eagles are 5-1 and one since losing their first two games. And, Lee, they've won seven of their last ten games if you go back to the two games of last year. Seems like Coach Hall has found his footing. You know, he has. And, again, it hasn't been because we haven't had injuries. I mean, we've had in- injuries and lost starters on both sides of the ball. And teams, I mean, players have had to adapt. And, man, just uh, says a lot about his coaching and his style and his, you know, just his demeanor and, and really how the kids gravitate to him and, and really what they do to play for him. I mean, just a, a solid guy. But, man, he is turning this program around. And, you know, he says it all the time that trying to build this thing back right, and I feel like we are putting block by block, brick by brick, and it's, it's happening. It's a lot of excitement. And you know, I hope we have a big crowd. This uh, this coming Saturday, yep. especially for a team that's coming off of you know three road three straight wins now, and just doing a lot of great things, and um, man, just uh, a, a fun team to watch. So uh, here, hopefully, hopefully our fans will show up. Here's one thing that jumped out at me, and I, I'd love to hear your comment on this. This took me back to some of the teams that you played on. They just physically beat up the Louisiana quarterback, and I can remember back in your day, where at times you almost felt sorry for the opposing quarterback. I mean, you knew that they were going to take a lot of tough shots, but boy, that defense was laying the wood to people Thursday night, Lee. No, absolutely. You know, and I think if Texas State would have played this past weekend, they would have had some guys out due to injuries because, again, that game we beat beat up guys. The previous week against Arkansas State, beat up their quarterback. He didn't play the next week. Neither did the running back. So week in, week out, I mean, our team our team does. They they are very physical. You talk about physicality on all phases, and they are. They're very, very physical. And, and if I'm a quarterback on opposing team now, I'm, I'm, I'm knowing where 11 guys are at all times because they're, they're looking for that quarterback, and they're ready to hit you hard. Yeah, and that's got to be – how does that affect you as a quarterback if, you, if you're just getting hit really hard over and over – Kind of hard to block that out of your head, is it not, or, or not let it affect you know, your game? I mean, it is, and, and we've seen Zach Wilkie because he's been, you know, hit a bunch this year as well. So there's times where he's gotten out of the pocket or gotten off his first read pretty quickly. So it does. It starts to play mind games with you. But as a quarterback, you've got to be able to sit in there. You've got to be tough. It's a it's a hard game. It's a physical game. You know you're going to get hit. So, um, you know, got to be able to stand in the pocket. But, yeah, but again, going against our defense, man, they, they do bring it. And 
um, put a lot of pressure on those guys. I think last year there was kind of some tongue-in-cheek laughing even among Golden Eagle fans about this air quotes super back and was this just a gimmick you know and that that it's not going to last long kind of like the internet but now when you've when you've got a guy like frank gore who can not only run it but also throw it as he did against uh, the cajuns that that's going to be really problematic for any defensive coordinator as this offense now begins to come into its own no i agree i mean he he was a high school quarterback coming in i mean a guy that you know we have to have in the backfield running the football and you know, when we do go to the super back, I mean, we're putting, you know, 11 of our best guys on the field because we're putting an extra back in the backfield with him. And you're right, he's talented. He can throw it. And we saw that Saturday. I told him after the game in the post-game interview, I said, Frank, I'm not sure what you know about quarterback rating, but yours was pretty high. I said, however, you didn't have enough attempts to really for it to count. He's like, well, is that good? I said, yeah, that's pretty good. So um, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's fun, fun to watch. And I th- and I think really very very quickly as we begin to wrap things up here, if if a coach Sunbelt Coach of the Year voting were to take place today, Summerall, Womack, and Will Hall would all would all be in that mix, and I think deservedly so. And the, they're they're from uh, the Western Division. Yeah, no, it's a tough division. It is, and there's some great coaches in there, and I agree with you. all three of those coaches deserving. Uh, all three of those teams want to want to finish, and I think that's going to be the the final words for this team going this last quarter of the season or last third of the season rather is to, is to finish. I mean, there's four games left, four opportunities to put wins on the board and we'll see what they can do. And last comment slash question, how pretty was the touchdown to Brownlee when he outran four defensive backs for, for 50 plus yards? Unbelievable. And it was even funnier to see on Twitter that he was watching the guys on the jumbotron, you know, so he knew exactly where they were and, and where they had to, and how how fast he had to run. So he saw them the whole time, which I thought was was awesome. It but was it was so a, exciting. a beautiful running catch. Yeah, that was yes, so exciting. Absolutely. All right, my man, we appreciate you. So you're going to come join us Friday for an extra session of the Eagle Hour. Absolutely, I look forward to it, man. All right, sure we're do. looking forward to having you and Marshant out here, and as well, John Thompson. Thanks, Lee. We'll talk to you Friday, brother. Okay, sounds good. Have a great week. Lee Roberts, everybody. We'll be right back. The super intern is going to give us an eyewitness description of the Saints' demolition of the Raiders next. To the, top. to the top, you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, welcome back. D1 D-Bat sponsors this segment of the Eagle Hour state-of-the-art training right there on Hardy Street, a great place to take your child for baseball, softball training. Great place for you to go. If you play golf, tennis, whatever your sport, they can get you in the best shape, best playing condition of your life. Also, I want to thank Mobay Beignet Company, the official beignet store of the Super Talk Eagle Hour, and a great place to go before the game this Saturday have yourself some coffee and delicious desserts, and then go cheer on the Golden Eagles kickoff 2 o'clock against Georgia State. Uh, tomorrow on the show, Rod Davis, former NFL linebacker, 
great, great player for the Southern Miss Golden Eagles, and now I think the coach of Florence High School and doing very well, Kelly. Yeah, his uh, his team actually. I don't. Last Friday night, they still had an outside shot of making the playoffs, but they're in that brutal division with West Jones, Laurel, Wayne County, and who am I missing? Hattiesburg. Hattiesburg, yeah. yeah. Well, Hattiesburg won the division, won. as it turns out, yeah. Friday night because Laurel lost. So, uh, yeah, and I, I'm not sure whether Rod's team can still get in there, but uh, but Florence, yeah, he's doing doing really well. And you talked about you know the Georgia State game this weekend. Congratulations to the volleyball team, mm-hmm. Southern Miss. They handled uh, Georgia State over the weekend, three to one. So and. A, a big win at uh, at the volleyball complex and the soccer team, the women's soccer team, playing in the conference tournament tonight, and that is over in Mobile, I believe, mm-hmm. or Pensacola, maybe somewhere yeah. over. But they'll they'll play tonight at seven o'clock, and it's a play-in game uh, against Georgia State, and then the winner of that game will play the number one seed from Georgia Southern. So they barely got into the tournament, and we'll have to yeah. win tonight. And then if if they win, they get the unenviable task of playing the number one seed. All right, the super intern is with us, who, by the way, a guy identified him in front of me the other day. I said, remember that? You're the oh, super yep, intern. Or, super wow, intern. I'm telling you. All right, eyewitness, uh, big Saints fans, this whole family, you guys are season ticket holders. I saw a picture of you yesterday on social media getting ready for the game. You and uh, I know for all the Saints fans, that was a breath of fresh air yesterday. You're telling me I don't know what team I watched. Did I just watch the 2019 Saints team where they almost won it all? Or was that was that the yeah. 2022 team? Yeah. It was shocking. Uh, that was one of those games where I was just like, I don't even know what to think after it. You know, I don't know if the Raiders are just that bad or if the Saints are starting to find their foot. Actually, the Raider offense was third in the league. That's Yeah, stats-wise, I mean, yeah, it's, it's hard, a good win. Well, that's hard to believe. Yeah. Yeah. And they shut them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, and and I'm glad that if the Saints' defense is starting to click, I'm glad because as a Bengals fan, the Ravens are coming in there in a couple yes. weeks, and the Steelers right after them. So. Yeah, well, the Steelers yeah, you are, don't have to worry, worry about. They're them, an asterisk but. anymore. They're history. But, <laughs> they're not but, very good. Are they? No, yeah. but if you can beat the Ravens, if the Saints can mm-hmm. beat the Ravens, that'd be yeah. what was the difference? I think it, defense. It it just like besides the last drive they had at the game. Um, they only had 119 total yards all game, and that was like with five, four minutes left in the game. And now it's they just showed up. And this offense with Andy Dalton maybe not be as explosive as with Jameis, but man, it is so much more similar to when we had Drew Brees. Yeah, in there. I think he's very solid. He's a solid that. guy, he's and a it's solid and guy. it's really telling that Jameis Winston had a hundred percent clean bill of yep. health, could have played yesterday. Yep. But they're they're sticking with Andy Dalton, mm-hmm. so I don't think that can bode well long term for Jameis. Yeah. yeah, I thought that lease was going to be short, but he did nothing to lose that job. So, and yeah. then shockingly, in that division, and the Saints are still in it because oh, yeah. the division is is not great. Tampa's terrible. Yep, that, that's hard to believe. The Falcons are leading the division. Falcons are number one. That's hard for me to say, knowing I'm a Falcons hater my entire life. But, hey, hey, they're pulling it off. Mariota's looking good over there, too. Panthers had a chance to pull that game off yesterday. Twice. Yeah, Twice. And um, it's, mm. that just shows you the year Carolina's had. Right, guys, I'm going to tell you what is, the, what is the dark horse team, and I watched them yesterday afternoon, the mm. dark horse team to get to the Super Bowl, mm. the San Francisco 49 They were tough yesterday. And with Christian McCaffrey. Holy moly, can that guy play football? He knows how to play some football. And really, you you draw the the NFC straw, there's really only about no. three because the Rams are no good. Mm-hmm. They put all their eggs in the basket for last year. Mm-hmm. So you got the 49ers. The Seahawks are proving to be better. The Vikings are proving to be better. <laughs> Six than and one. Oh. And don't, don't 
don't throw anything at me. The Dallas Cowboys are starting. No, no they're, they're a legit There's, team. No question. And the Eagles are the only undefeated team in the league. Yeah. What? No question. But but I think overall, you know, when you got the AFC where you got, I mean, just great team after great team. You know, every, it's going to be five deep in the AFC. It's going to be three deep in the NFC. Maybe more like two deep in well, the NFC. Well, you know, we all know, I guess, probably what the two favorites are. But oh, yeah. I watched a little bit of Buffalo last night. Until somebody beats Buffalo consistently, mm. you can't convince me they're probably not the best team in the AFC. Well, you so got Kansas City's oh, pretty I know. solid, and, and I say they're, they're neck and neck with them. Cincinnati's very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are probably your top three AFC teams, I would think. Yeah, right? Cincinnati and Cleveland play tonight. Uh, Cleveland is a team that gives Cincinnati fits, and ha- Joe Joe Burrow has never beaten Cleveland. That's and a this, weird stat. Yeah, and this is that. game. This is a game at Cleveland tonight. Mm. Um, so. It's Halloween and yeah. all that going all on. Or- so. be a lot of orange on the field. Yeah, a lot of orange, a lot of bulldogs hat, wolf yeah. dog masks. Yeah. yeah, the the attack of the pumpkins are what the Bengals. The Bengals have got their uniforms where they got the purple helmet, the white shirt, and the black pants. So this is kind of their yeah. jack o' lantern. Doing tonight? Yeah, their jack o' lantern. Purple oh, helmet. No, no. Did I say purple? You said yeah. purple. I'm yeah. sorry. I meant orange. Yeah. No, no, orange uh-huh. with white jerseys and black pants. Should be a good game. Yeah, oh, it should okay. be. All right. Congratulations. I know you felt yes. a little better Booted. driving back yesterday, right? You know it. You know it. That was a fun drive home. <laughs> right. Super intern. New Orleans Saints. We're going to be losing him at the end of December, Bob. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. We might work something. Can we double yeah. his salary? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll, I'll guarantee you that right now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Rod Davis on the Eagle Hour tomorrow. We look forward to that. That should be a great conversation. Until then, Southern Miss. To, to the, the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping. Into the future Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.